do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. This is going to be quite a ride. That's a bad I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Am I the prettiest? Show now! Am I the baddest mofo low down around this town? Show now! Well, who am I? Show now! Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you. We're police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey, Geeksters, I'm Kyla. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch One. Welcome back, Geeksters, to Geek Watch One from the final Meeplecast. This time we are sure it is the final Meeplecast from the original Molten Meeple. Yes, don't say, don't say final Meeplecast. Everyone's going to think we're not doing them anymore. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I just, give me a minute to get to the final next part of it. Final location yes. Meeplecast. That's what it is. <laughs> this is the final OG Meeplecast. OG! OG. <laughs> no more octagon building. OG Meeplecast. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean, that's something Kylan would come up with. <laughs> I, I have to admit, though, this is, this is like, the coolest building, and it's easy to yeah, send good. people here and be just like, okay, look for the weird octagon building on this road, True. and that's where we are, but now it's, it, but it, they've obviously outgrown it, which is a great thing yeah. for them. <laughs> right. But it, it'll be sad saying goodbye to this building. No, we've gotten used to it here. Yeah, it, it, anybody who hasn't seen it, I, I forgot to bring the camera, I should have brought the good camera to get, because this building and this location has so much character, it's not even funny. Right. You have a cell phone. If your cell phone can pick up big, I know. It'll take... I'll just take some pics with the cell phone. Exactly. Your cell phone will pick up pictures here. For for my purposes, I just put them on Twitter or whatever, Instagram anyway, so... It's all about lighting and angles, you're all right. That's true. So, um, this week is going to be kind of an interesting show, because... We really didn't come up with anything specifically to talk about. I mean, there's been plenty yeah, of news. Yeah, there's there's a lot of news stories from this week. Um, yeah. And they're not all Black Panther related, but some are. Yeah. Um, That's because this week got away from us. But uh, after after Oddball, we usually have difficulty, unless there's some big movie that breaks or something. Right. We usually have difficulty figuring out what to talk about because we're just tired. We have, like, we need to recover for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> so... And so that's what that came out of. And it does, you know, we still have our day-to-day -day stuff that we do. I mean, a, a couple of us had Monday off, which was nice. Right. Yeah. Independence Day. But it's not like we you really get a full day of relaxation when you yeah. have a day off like that. It never happens. No. So, so, yeah, we just, you know. I was actually thinking of topics. I was like, well, maybe we could talk zombies because um, this weekend Walking Dead starts up again and so does Ash vs. Evil Dead. Um, which I think it's funny. I still gotta see that movie, that show. It's it's so great and gory and it's so over the top. It's fantastic. And there's I posted a, a video on our Facebook page this week. Um, there's there's a series of short videos that Bruce Campbell has done as the character Ash, and they're called Who's Your Daddy? Okay. And they are um, his tips on parenting. And the particular one that I shared on uh, on our page this week is about talking to your kids about drugs. 
<laughs> and um, if you've seen the show or, or know the character at all, you know that he has a different angle on drugs. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, there is part of it where it says, you know, if you find drugs in your kid's room, take them. <laughs> what are they going to do? Call the cops. Uh, so, it's a cute little video. There's a whole bunch of them on, on uh, YouTube, but I just thought it was funny to share. As, as, and of course, at the end, it says, you know, the premiere date, because it's still promoting the, the show coming up. So, yeah. it's got a few seasons. I think this is like season three. So, you know, you got to catch up. It's been, it, and um, uh, what's her face is on it. Lucy Lawless is on it. Oh, nice. Um, she joined, I think it was the second season she came in. Um, she plays an interesting character. But it's if you like if you like the movies, the Evil Dead, the second one, and all that, if you're gonna like it, it's just ridiculous. You have to you really do have to like the character of Ash, though. The obnoxious, just he's kind of a horrible person, really. Yeah. But he's a hero, um, <laughs> and uh, so you know you have to like him to like the show because it really is all about him, and he's really over the top compared to the movies, even. But, but yeah, so that that started well by the time this drops on Sunday. <laughs> last Sunday, so, uh, but yeah, so that's what I was thinking, we, you know, a zombie show, but then I was like, but then we have to prepare for it, and then we, yeah. <laughs> no one right. feels like doing that, and, and we're going out to relax this afternoon anyway, exactly, <laughs> and we've had so. enough, uh, superhero shows lately, and you knew we were going to talk about Black Panther a little bit again, because oh, of yeah. the box office stuff, so, I even had a couple of news stories, usually I don't pull up a whole lot, but, so other than recovering from this, from Oddmall last week, uh, did you guys do anything cool this week? No. Nothing. <laughs> Did we? I don't remember. Well, we, we stumbled across a super awesome deal of sorts at the comic shop. Oh yeah, we got we got. <laughs> I swear we're gonna shout out our comic shop dude every every week. We're gonna shout out JC's, but. Um, you know what? We need to add just a page to the website. We'll put JC's and Kenmore on there. <laughs> That's true. We should. The, Look, these are our crack dealers. dealers. <laughs> these are our crack our dealers. dealers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, JC added as comic shops do every once in a while. All comic shops have a cheap rack, twenty-five cent bin, yeah. whatever. JC always has a five-dollar graphic slash trade rack. Oh, nice. And you know that it, those of us who buy them on a regular basis know that trades and such are at least $10, depending what you yeah. get. 10, 15, 20, some of them 30 and 40. Well, yeah, I, I have volume one of Nightfall from the 90s. Uh huh. And it's $30, and it's a three volume thing. So there's two more volumes at 30 bucks each. That's why I don't have them. <laughs> exactly. Right. But I didn't realize there was so, like some. In each of those like 600 pages, that was a long story. Right. And it was the whole thing of Bane's first creation, yes. all the way through him breaking the bat, yep. then Azrael taking over as Batman, and then the whole time of Bruce Wayne coming back mm -hmm. to take down Azrael. Right. There's, there's a lot. And, like, that, and that's the good thing about trades. You get your storylines. Yeah. You know, if you if you miss individual issues of your comics. And that, I mean, there are plenty of trades we have that we actually have the individual comics, but it's also easier to take trades with you and read them places yes. than it is to read individual that's, books. That's actually what I like a little bit about digital books anymore. Yes. Now, because if, like, you have a commute to work, mm -hmm. you can actually sit there and read uh, digital. It's yeah. a lot easier than trying to pull out a book it's true. and carrying another book that with you. That is true. That is true. Right. So, anyway, our um, JC, when we went in this week, we always, it's, the $5 rack is near the door, so we always kind of skim through it as we come in. I was skimming through it, noticing a couple new titles, and he said, oh, by the way, if you see something, you might want to grab it. Might be one of a kind. We cleaned out a lot of the back. Ah. And there's especially a lot of new Marvel books we added to the rack. Yeah. 
for some reason, it, Marvel seems like there's always a lot of extra trades in the cheap trade bin. Because Kenmore has the same thing. He has his bin of marked off 70 to 80% off, and it's usually full of Marvel. Yeah. I don't know why... The, I don't know if Marvel has had, like, more of a variety of a lot of their trades and put them out in, like, different ways and republished. Yeah. Which may be an issue. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the way DC or other ones do it. I don't know. He, he usually has a really good mix, though. He just happened to have a lot of Marvel ones. Yeah. He had it. We came, we came out of there with, like, ten new trades. So <laughs> I was like, okay, fine. It was worth it. I mean, I, I even got the, uh, like, the origin run of um Dan Dan Ketch uh from uh the the guy that was the second uh ghost rider. Mm -hmm. Okay. When well, you started saying that I thought you were talking about uh, one of the two guys from Supernatural. <laughs> no, 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 wait a minute, Ketch? I didn't know he was Ketch. in Marvel. No. No, that, that's right. Uh, that's the other I got an early I got the early cable runs. Right. I I do have some early cable comics from when they first came out, but Honestly, I don't want to search my long boxes to find them. So, so yeah, I got a couple of, of cable volumes, which is cool. So you, we got, I got four Captain America books. Got yep. Wolverine. And there were, it wasn't just that this was volume three or it, there were volumes one, two, three, four, like he had early volumes yeah. Yeah. as well as later ones. So that, you know, I don't know how much he's got left, but if you guys are in North Did he have any showcases in there? Or no, wait, that's not showcase. DC has showcase. You guys have centrals. Did they have yeah, essentials in there? He didn't have any essentials he, he, he still, he, his, he still has his essentials in the back because those are still like regular. I mean, they don't yeah. do essentials anymore. So right. that's yeah. Which anybody who if you can get a hold of those, mm -hmm. the DC Showcase mm -hmm. and Marvel Essentials are awesome if you want to figure out where a lot of stuff those came from. Those are one of the best reasons to go to local comic conventions. Yeah. Yes. Because those ones you will find in the five dollar boxes from the dealers. So go to those conventions, not the conventions where there's a hell of a lot of cosplay and celebrities, but yeah. the ones that are really the, you know, you might be $2 at the door, but they're all the vendors have their own the, the old school actual comic convention. Yes. I remember going to these, we had a place called Tadmore Hall here in Akron, mm -hmm. and it's basically, all it is is a room of vendors. That's all it right. is. Yeah. And it's basically have, a giant comic they shop. They have it here a few times a year. We're lucky enough that they do still have those. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's because um, our area has had large, large geek presence. Yeah. But that, that's the place to go. If you're suddenly in love with a certain character and you want their early run, that's the place to go to get them cheap. Yeah. Right? And Because um, even if your comic shop is great, they might not be able to find it for five bucks. They'll be able to find it for you, but it might be a $30 oh, yeah. version. Well, a couple of years ago, <laughs> I picked up um, Justice League of America um, Volume 1 of the Showcase. So it was the first introduction of JLA from the 60s. Right. And it originally wasn't even in a JLA Justice League book. It was in Brave and the Bold or something like that. Right. Uh -huh. I also picked up Titans Volume 1. <laughs> And there was like one or two other ones that I picked up through time. Mm -hmm. I have like Batgirl Volume 1. And the, it was great. It's all in black and white, which is mm -hmm. fine. But they're just reprints of the original books. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I ended up with, um, like I have several of those collections. The thing, and it's interesting because you end up finding out, you end up learning the hard way that in some cases you won't get all the titles because of certain copyrights issues. Like at one point Marvel had the rights to ROM. So yeah. they were putting ROM in all the books. And so I would end up missing an issue of Luke Cage because ROM was in that issue. Or, you know, you end up with you know, missing a, a maybe a little bit of a storyline that hopped over into the ROM book. And you'll even get the ad at the end of the book saying, 
uh, story continues in round number 59 or something, and then it, also, you it's the crossovers that mess everything up. Yeah, yeah. But it was awesome. It was awesome because all of a sudden I'm like, as you get, I, as I get older, I'm like, man, that's even even now, like the legal stuff had an effect on me when I was a kid. <laughs> you didn't realize it. I didn't realize it, but yeah. That, so. Actually, that, that's a benefit of um, e-comics and getting like Comixology and Marvel Unlimited mm -hmm. if you're paying for that. And because you can get early runs of all these books that had a crossover storyline mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I can pick and choose mm -hmm. and I'm not paying extra and having to collect them all and get books that I'm not interested in getting. Or like uh, something that um, Marvel Unlimited will do for you is like if you're reading a particular storyline let's say you you want to read civil war 2 and civil war 2 hopped around all the books it will collect all those different books you can for search you. by storyline yeah and read them well by events they yeah, by all yeah, events yeah. so you can actually yeah you can search marvel unlimited by events and actually it'll just show you that's, all the comics that's something events. that warner brothers and dc need to do mm -hmm. isn't it? i mean all of the they have as as an extension of a collection online as Marvel does, yeah. but Marvel has the unlimited, right? Which is awesome. They, they don't have a singular app for mm -hmm. all the DC yeah. stuff that you can get. That would be really. Then well, yeah, <laughs> not a one where you actually pay like a subscription. Yeah, exactly. Because there is a DC Comics app, and it's yeah. the same thing as the Marvel Comics app, where it's basically just Comicsology with the Marvel overlay. Yeah. Or DC Com or Comicsology exactly. with you DC overlay. You still purchase your weekly comics or yeah. purchase whatever. Whereas Marvel Unlimited, you pay, you can still purchase individual issues that are new, right. but wait a few weeks and they're free if you've paid your monthly yearly subscription. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um. What did you guys get up to? <laughs> I don't know. What did we do this week? I signed up for no sleep for a year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. E um, eBay is doing this interesting, uh, what are they even calling it? Akron Revival. Yeah, Akron Revival. It's a. Uh, initiative with a small business initiative thing. They're working with small businesses in the area to help promote them. It's a stuff. pilot program. It's the first city. Yeah, yeah. Akron was chosen as the first city. And Vicky got cho um, chosen to get into the program. Nice. Which is awesome. So she's not going to have much time other than work and doing her jewelry work. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what you want to do. Yeah, this yeah, is awesome. Maybe this, this is, is why since December I've been getting up at like three, four o'clock in the morning. Possibly. It, it's good that like just just out of the blue like you have this opportunity just randomly because you happen to live here yeah you right. know what i mean like mm -hmm. wanting to do this and you've been wanting to expand into the business world and just it just happens to happen i think that's awesome yeah yeah but other than that we really haven't done much of anything this week mm -hmm. we actually got to other than my normal podcast stuff right <laughs> which takes a lot more time than i did three years ago when we started this well, <laughs> who decided to do 1,400 different podcasts at the same time? I love <laughs> you're, doing, you, you're doing two weekly one and one bi-weekly. No, they're all three weekly now. They're all three weekly now? Yeah. Uh, see, yeah. But I only, I only edit two of them. Yeah, see, that's just it. At least the one with Mike, he can just... Yeah, I didn't want to talk, I didn't want to talk Star Wars. That, I, that, that's I why, do that anyway. That's why Kylan's fine with doing Mighty Marvel Geeks, even though he does he does do part of their web presence. He does do the pics and the, yeah. and the notes, but... But for the most part, he can just get on and talk. He doesn't have to do mm -hmm. editing and stuff. Right. Same with here, actually. You can just get on and talk. You don't yeah, do anything. I know. <laughs> you, you are the personality. Yeah. See, what it is, is, I, it is, you chose well. <laughs> <laughs> I, That's I, right. I, I, I know then. Well, you do the blog. You do the blog. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you get, get an interview or two. You know. See, Bart organizes me. Yeah. 
Bart and Bart does a lot of the. Vicky actually, with her show, she actually does all the editing and stuff for it now. Mm-hmm. So, I've been since the beginning. Yeah, Bart does all of the. And it's interesting because they actually split it down the middle. They actually, she does the um, recording, editing. He does all of the um, Facebook and all that type of stuff for them. Right. So it's not as bad. So and Vernon does, takes care of our Instagram presence for superpowers, but that, yeah, that's most of our media. Picture on there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's most of the social media we put up. I've been working on getting that better though, because I figured out Twitter is the place for that podcast to actually get out there. Uh-huh. So I gotta tweet more. So I gotta figure out this Twitter machine. <laughs> so well, you know, uh, considering I run our Twitter account and we've got more than six thousand tweets out there, I might yeah. know a thing or two. One or two things. So um, actually, speaking of Twitter. Uh, before we get, dude, I saw you you put it back out there. That Bendis cover for Man of Steel, uh, the, 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 the cover for Bendis is yeah. It's Ivan Reese, I think did the six covers that they, oh. they did the whole thing in one big yeah. panel. And you see, and the nice thing is some of the stuff they're pulling in. Mm-hmm. As you look at it, um, they're doing this. Looks like it is going to be similar to John Burns' Man of Steel, where they're going to figure out an actual origin type thing for Superman, but it doesn't look like they're really changing anything. They're yeah. just showing people that this is the stuff that actually still did happen. Yes, because you see him landing on Earth. You see, it looks like this is going to be, whatever the villain is, I think it's on the second cover, is whatever the villain of this Man of Steel run is going to be. But um, the third, I think it's the third one that surprised me that it's the death of Superman. Yes. So they're doing, the death of Superman is part of the Man of Steel story. Oh, okay. And there's a, um, there was a couple other parts in there that are like that, but this is a beautiful cover. And he is, and it, you know, fully in with the red trunks. Yes. Back to the classic look. And even... Facially, mm-hmm. he's a, he's much more classic looking yeah. than some of the more recent versions of well, him. Well, yeah, up until the, when they started Rebirth and they actually brought him back they, as the traditional Superman yeah. married to Lois Lane, but they have a son. They they did that also. They actually changed his look. Yeah, look at that thing. That looks amazing. But I'm just glad they didn't make him look like the movie version. Like the, Some of the comics are really bad yeah. about that now. When they mm-hmm. bring the character back, they make him look like the actor. I'm glad they didn't do no, that. No, we're, we're getting Superman here. Yeah. Um, and Bendis said he was actually on the Word Balloons podcast, which I ended up listening to because I guess they do a Bendis tapes every, like twice a year or so. Mm-hmm. He gets on there and talks for like an hour, two and a half hours with this Bendis guy. Bendis can talk. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. But he was saying the, the trunks, they're actually going to have an in-story reason why he gets the trunks back. It's not just going to be a random thing all of a sudden he has trunks back. He ripped the crotch of his outfit. And... <laughs> <laughs> well, um, John, the guy from Warbloods, gave me the idea. He's like, what you need is a six-page spread of him just searching, um, lo- looking for something in the fortress. Looking in drawers, throwing stuff around. And then out of nowhere, as he's searching, he just like, picks up the holds right. That's where I put That's those. Where... <laughs> I think that or his butt got cold. I don't know. Yeah. He spilled his coffee. Exactly. Yeah. He spilled his coffee. Well, I understand why they got rid of him, because a lot of people in comics in general, um, Marvel and DC both had trunks on there, guys. And it goes back to the old um, circus and Carnival Strongman. Yeah, exactly. And wrestling, being, a pro, being a pro wrestler, I I understood, and I was like, dude, I like seeing rest, or what? superheroes in trunks. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Marvel had some, not a whole the lot. The X-Men. The X Men, well, especially in the a 60s. Lot, a lot of the, the X characters had yeah, yeah. trunks. When they first yeah. came in in the 60s, a lot of the characters had mm-hmm. trunks. Some of the Avengers. They maybe. moved away from trunks a lot faster than DC did. Yeah. But right, yeah. Batman, if you do look, still up until Rebirth had trunks, but the thing is, it's black on black. Well, and, and the it. other thing is, the movie looks had a big effect on it. Right. Yeah. Because people did not want the trunks. They, no. they And really, when you see them, like, Real life on actors and stuff, it doesn't look right with trunks. No, it does. The, these costumes just—they look cartoony. And if I don't you know. Want, they, well, for the '70s, the Christopher Reeve costume. Didn't well, look no, right. that was for—it worked then. <laughs> it was it's like, now, it's 
seventies. The costume itself. Yeah, no, no. See, what it is is they need superhero costume designers on for movies are actually wrestling costume designers because that's what the, they're based right. on. These guys know how to make it look right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very the, well, the the guy that designs the one for Marvel Cinematic, uh, I think he was like. I don't know if he did any fashion stuff. I don't know, but he he was like he's he has a really good eye for knowing what works on screen and what doesn't. Well, it's why he uh, didn't get the bright yellow X Men costumes. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason they don't have bright yellow costumes on screen. And by the time you got Negasonic and Colossus wearing them in Deadpool, they did not look like bright yellow X-Men costumes. No, they muted the but they, colors. But they worked because they had so much black in them and that kind mm-hmm. of thing right. worked. So it made a difference. Yeah. So, um, I don't even know where we were. Or, <laughs> or like Thor. Luckily, luckily, by the time we got to Thor, there had been enough... Well, they, they took inspiration from his ultimate. Mm-hmm. What was that? Hang on, what was that? They can't get away with stuffing them nowadays. Oh. <laughs> high def doesn't work. That's right. Yeah. Well, high def shows too much if you get if you make uh-huh. them too good. Yeah, yeah. If you use spandex, high definition TVs are not good for that. No. <laughs> They're not friendly. That's what the problem is. If you've is watched a lot of the Olympics in high def, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, that's the pro wrestling. If you look, there's a lot more guys in um, like pleather pants and stuff. Uh-huh, now. uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> Well, we knew a lot of guys in the back that like to tuck well, and walk yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the stories of the ba- of wrestling locker rooms are going to stay in the wrestling locker rooms. <laughs> and you were an instigator. Yes. Things you can't, things you can't unsee. You were an instigator. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but um, I don't know. What, what do we have in the way of news, though, Miss Dawn? Um, we have a lot of things from this week. I mean, I guess one of the first things we can really touch on is um, is Black Panther. Um, it's not doing anything. What are we worried about that? I don't know. There's nothing going on with Black Panther, I guess. Um, it is the second highest Marvel opening ever, just behind Avengers. Um, so we knew it was going to hit big. And within four days' time, it's, it's opening long weekend beat the entire run of Justice League. Yeah. Um, and... It's not just the fact that you're just like, holy crap, but <laughs> the fact that um, that was its first four days and it's still running and it's expected to get more than a hundred million in its second weekend, which is one of only like, I think four or five movies to mm-hmm. accomplish that. Um, and it only this past week opened in Russia and doesn't actually open in China and Japan until early March. Is China gonna let it open? They haven't. Yeah. Sometimes they, haven't, they do, sometimes they don't. They, they, they haven't. I mean, usually you hear rumors ahead of time. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been anything this time around. I think for, they will. Yeah, I, I think they'll let it go. I don't um, see anything in. I don't see anything in that movie that Chinese. I don't know. They don't like the quality very much. That's true. Uh, so, That's true. But, or you know, but they do like the sense of community. So right. it kind of goes both ways. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so obviously Black Panther's going to have another huge run. It has earned the highest daily total for a Marvel film every day for the past week. Like it's nice. the highest, which is amazing during the week. Right. It's like it's it's February. It's not like it's March spring break or something. Like it's it's been earning big every single day. Um and it's already globally earned 
more than half a billion dollars. Wow. 520 million is where it is globally. Um, right as of this weekend. And then they say that they're most likely going to get some more movies with it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they, they're talking about not just a sequel, but potentially multiple movies, making Black Panther actuals series of movies. Yeah. I almost wouldn't mind seeing more of what well, they do. I want to see more of the, uh, the female guards. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you'll definitely see. People have been, like, basically a lot of fans have been talking about what they'd love to see. Like, like maybe... Um, almost like a flashback type movie where you go to more of the beginnings of Wakanda and the early Black Panthers. Mm -hmm. Or they've also been talking about what about maybe giving the Dora Milaje a TV show. That's what a lot of people have put out there because that would because there's mm-hmm. so much you could do with them. Right. Their mm-hmm. past, their present, there's so many members of the group that right. you could explore with. Like they could have their own show. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I know by the time I, I got back to work on Tuesday, I was talking to a couple of co-workers, and one of them <clears throat> had already seen the movie twice, and her son had already seen the movie three times. And they're not geeks, per se. They're not, yeah. they're not geeky. <laughs> That's just it. But, I mean, even by the time I went to work on Tuesday, I had co-workers who had seen it. I had people that you know randomly talk at the bus stop who had seen it who had never watched any other superhero movies and they'd seen it more than once already i'm like you're ahead of me what the hell but you know (laughs) but the thing is the thing about this movie is that it's like the perfect jumping off point because like you can get in you can get into black panther Mm -hmm. and you see a little bit of what happened before you get a a sense of something coming Mm -hmm. and you can actually work backwards from there and, and and kind of build on from build, build on from there. If anything, it almost feels like if there is going to be what is this phase four? Getting into phase four. This is the end of phase three. Okay, so this is a perfect way to end phase three is to give somebody just enough to bring them in to get them to go back and move forward. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No. I mean, even if you've only interested people in this particular character in this world because it's not, it's kind of superhero-y, but it isn't. Yeah. Um, there's going to be more of these movies. So right. even if you just you still grab that audience for future Black Panther movies. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to kind of get into more of the discussion of what came out of this movie and the various pieces of it that, that are attracting people in different ways, we. We all talked about this on our various blogs. Like I did, um, my blog last Monday on Shigi Critique was all about the warrior women and about the um, about the Dormelage and about Shuri and about Kira and all of these, all of the women involved and the equality and everything. And then um, our West Coast correspondent Nicole uh, Gotham gal, she went ahead and gave us kind of a bit of a review, but more of a coverage of the community within Black Panther and how you get the sense of community with the tribes and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Kylan covered last Friday um, kind of where to go from here and what it means for people in various social circles, etc., and and where to go after this and the discussions it can start. So we, and that we, brought in, we, didn't, uh, we didn't really intend to do a full no. Black Panther coverage yeah. this week, but, but that, it ended up that way. I ended up bringing in Wonder Woman, too, because right. of... Uh, because because it's uh, it's almost we're starting to see more, uh, more of a variety of how especially female characters are portrayed. Yes. Uh, and we're not just getting the female versions of male characters. Though so we're we're getting 
cultures that are independent and of their own for their own that's right. Less damsels in distress. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's why everyone loved loved the characters. Yeah. And it's and, uh, and I think that surprised people. I think a lot of people looking at it from the outside thought, oh, it's a black superhero, and it's going to get a big black audience. But what else is it going to get? And this movie got uh, just over forty five percent cut being female going to this movie whereas most superhero movies get 30 to 40 if they're lucky yeah mm -hmm. so that made it it's obviously a significant uh, percentage when you look at it that way too with being female mm -hmm. and having so having three well four basically main female characters yeah. and each one was completely different right and I have to tell you I, I love 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 uh, the, the, the general of the Dormelash uh, Okoye Okoye when Okoye's man looks at her and he says, he says, don't you love me? And I'm like, dude, you made your choice. When she gave you that look, you know what that look said, and you chose to side with Killmonger, and then you see that your butt's been handed to you, and you trying to say, don't you love me? <laughs> His rhino sure loved her. Yeah, exactly. Like it, that shows you whose side everyone's on. That that was one of the scenes that when I talked to people, they like, wow. They said <laughs> I needed to see that. Mm -hmm. You know, because so often it would have been, oh, oh, you're I'll, right. You're so right. I'll mind. give you a chance. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, no. She was one to cut dude. Just one to cut dude's arm off if he touched T'Challa again. <laughs> she was a warrior just through and through. She really was. They stuck with it. Also, talking about the women is like if you look at the actual who the main characters of this was, you only had two men that were the main characters. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And the rest were women. <laughs> and the men were always fighting each other. The women exactly. <laughs> In a way, I think that's what the society needs. It needs to be more run by female. Mm -hmm. Well, they obviously think well, that. Well, that's where like, there, there, there comes a point uh, eventually in the comics where Shuri uh, mm -hmm. becomes the Black Panther. And it's, and it's interesting, I mean, T'Challa is just kind of tied up with doing his own thing here in the States, but he's not worried about Wakanda because no, Shuri knows what she's doing. Yeah, you know she I mean? does. Mm -hmm. I mean, truth is, she could she could have taken the the heart shape herb, and I, I get the feeling I'm pretty sure she knows how to fight. <laughs> well, I think you given know? her age, like she is a, the movie version currently 16 years mm -hmm. old, she wouldn't have made the right decisions along the way. No. That's, that's the biggest problem. She's yeah. intelligent, but it doesn't. But she's still not mature. Right. You mm -hmm. know. So she she and she has been trained in the sciences. Right. She hasn't been trained as a leader. So there is yeah. that difference. There is a difference. You yeah. know. So even when she does, whether they do it in the movies or not, even when she does become Black Panther, it's still different. Yeah. Not not quite. But yeah. So yeah, there was a lot of Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> but gives her a chance to grow. Yes. 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 And which, like you said, being a possible series of movies, you're, we're going to get to see that. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's get off of comic books for just a minute and talk about a friend of ours. Yes. And I was amazed because this is the first time he's ever done this. Now, people who have listened to the show for a while know of Small Town Monsters and Seth Breedlove. Mm -hmm. Friend of the show. Um, he's And he's actually doing his Kickstarter we mentioned a couple weeks ago for the Flatwoods Monster, Beast of Bray Road, and this Champ documentary. Well, as of recording, it ends tonight. 
And he asked for $20,000, which is a large amount of money. Yes. As of right now, he's sitting at $35,727, and he's reached every stretch goal. Which for us, that's awesome. We we backed it at the level to get the DVD. Right. So now you're anything else. We get the DVD. Let me pull up the email. We get a whole bunch of extra stuff. Um, okay, email. Which this will, this is good for him because it gives him a chance to actually get top grade um, equipment, recording equipment. That's true. To rent it. That's true. I mean, I mean, think about it. most people on Kickstarter. They do go for kind of like the minimum they absolutely need to get. Yeah. To get what they need to do what they want to do, mm-hmm. and going that much over, I mean, this is for the equipment. This is for his ability to film these things. So if you can get something that's you know a step up, that's all the better for those who are getting the DVDs right. and watching his stuff. And then yeah. the next stuff coming exactly, out. Exactly the next the next round of his movies. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, we're getting the Flatwood Monsters DVD, um, but by hitting the stretch goals, we're also getting a. Um, Flatwoods Monster vinyl die cut sticker. This is they're not huge stretch goals for our at our level, but farther on they had like um, a giant a statue you get made by um, statue makers of wow. one of the monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, these, I got a small town monster button and a refrigerator <laughs> magnet. I get a champ travel poster magnet. You you get you get the swag starter kit. Yeah, <laughs> well, hey, cool those are always the best. Yeah, though. the really cool one though is the best one out of all of them is you get the Flatwood Monsters DVD cover art signed by the Small Town Monsters crew. Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's cool. So it, that's great for anybody who's outside of um, the area because I could just go to Seth and say, hey, pass this right. around in heaven. But <laughs> we've seen that's Seth a lot of places. Yeah. But Seth, congratulations, man. I just want to Absolutely. bring it up because uh, this is awesome. When these movies come out, we'll have to um, let you guys borrow it too so you guys can check mm-hmm. it out. Because the la- the um, Flatwoods Monster is the last of his third set of movies, or second set of movies. And the first three were about monsters. Right. Bigfoot. He had, um, yeah, they were Bigfoot-style monsters because he had, um, what was it, Minerva Monster, the Beast of Whitehall, and, and uh, Boggy Creek. Boggy Creek. Was right. the big one out of all of them, and he yeah. actually started doing this to do a Boggy Creek documentary. Right. right. The second set was he called them times of high strangeness, so it was like UFOs and stuff mm-hmm. with Mothman, because there's a lot of UFOs mixed into that story. Mm-hmm. Mothman, um, what was the invasion on Chestnut Ridge, Bridge. and the be- or the Flatwoods Monster are all three um, your, his Bigfoot movies. And then moving These on are, to Bray Road, he's moving in a totally new direction. Well, this isn't Bigfoot. This was, like, aliens, mostly. Which one was? You said Bigfoot. These are mostly aliens. Which ones? The last three that you just said. Oh, okay. Yeah, the second set of movies was mostly alien stuff. So it, it's cool that he's actually um, not doing the same subject matter on everything. Mm-hmm. Right. And I believe, well, you know more about the monsters and stuff than I do. Isn't uh, Bray Road more of a dogman story? I believe, yeah. So it's moving in another different crypto direction. I want I want to go to Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Whenever that, Bigelow will let me hang out on the ranch for a little while. Well, Seth is he said on the show here that he'd love to he'd like to check out that place. Yeah. That's so. Stardust is the two ranches out there that everybody wants to go. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes from here. Um, anybody who's interested in checking out Small Town Monsters, <laughs> go to Amazon and look up Small Town Monsters or any of the movies I just mentioned, and most of them are on. Uh, Amazon. At least he's got half of his movies usually are free on Amazon Prime, and the other ones you can rent. So check those out. And they're all around like five stars. Yeah, oh, they're all rated at least five stars. Then and um, he's usually within the top ten of documentaries on Amazon yep. for most viewed. So and it's a great. I, I say this every time we have it. It's great because he doesn't. He doesn't. 
try to convince you that the monster's out there. Okay. He's an old town newspaper guy, and he's just telling you the story. Yep. Right. This is the story he's been told. It's, it's, it's up fair, to you. It's fairly unbiased. He's like, this is this is the accounts of people in the area. This is the history behind it. This is. Make up your own mind. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Which is sad because a lot of them have already passed away. Mm -hmm. So their stories are gone. Exactly. Right. But this is also something I think we need more of in the cryptozoology field. Because there's a lot of cryptozoologists and stuff out there that they're 100% convinced that this is here. And so everything they do is from that point of view. Right. That this is out there. If That's you can't right. see that, everybody should see that this isn't here. Yeah, this is real. Here's our evidence it's real. Or this is fake. Here's our evidence it's fake. There's yeah. nothing in... There's very few things in the middle. Hey, there's nothing wrong with debunking something. No, there isn't. Yeah. Absolutely. I have no problem. We showed you the Akron Bigfoot um, video, I mean, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, we, we've done the paranormal stuff and debunked plenty of things in places we've been yes. to. Mm -hmm. so. Exactly. Sometimes that's more fun than trying to than actually finding something. It is. Especially if, like, I remember going to one location um, in, in in relative Akron area, um, and people were talking about how this cupboard door would open on its own mysteriously and everything. And so we went into the room, and they gave us a tour of the place. It, it's, it's an old house. And the door was closed when we went on the tour, and then we came around again on our own, and the door was open. It was like, okay, maybe someone opened it, maybe not. We closed the door, went out of the room. We went back into the room, no one having been there but us, and the door was open. It's like, okay, something's going on. So, so of course, there, people are convinced that it's paranormal because the door just doesn't open. Yeah. So basically, we... we kept the outer door open to watch as we walked in and out with the door closed, the door open. Basically, there was a spot on the floor when you stepped on it, it would slightly, just very slightly affect the cupboard so the door yeah. would open. And, and I was open. like, uh-huh, see, mm -hmm. it's not paranormal. <laughs> Sorry <laughs> to tell you, and I know you're not going to tell anyone else on another tour, but yeah. not paranormal. And we filmed it and everything too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember when I was walking through the room, it freaked me out at first because the door just suddenly popped open. I'm like, and then we walked back. And of course they have stories to go with whatever the room yeah. is and who was in there and all this but stuff. Yeah, it was like, just a... No, sorry, just fix your floor. Yeah, just, it just because of where it was in relation to the floor. That was, yeah. that was it. So. We should do We should do the, a show for here and actually do an investigation somewhere and... <laughs> just to, so we can talk about it on the show. I've never been to an actual investigation type thing. It'd be something we could do, and um, we have the video equipment and stuff that we can put up stuff on our YouTube channel for what we saw and what we didn't see. <laughs> right. Make our own ghost hunter show for Here one time. Here you go. Time. Here's three hours of a stairwell yeah. where nothing happens. Well, why do you think they, they spend days on one of these ghost hunter shows and you get hey, a one-hour show? We have spent eight to ten hours at locations and just sat there in the dark. Trust me, you're just talking to yourself in the dark. Right. Okay? <laughs> Hoping something is getting recorded and sometimes nothing is. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have Mansfield and uh we'll take Bart with us. Then you have Mansfield Penitentiary where stuff does happen. Yeah. So and, and, um, that or Bobby, did. And Bobby Mackey's. Bobby Mackey's. I'm never people. stepping foot in that place ever again. No. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. We need to do another full show just on your, some of your stories. <laughs> so, um, but that we can do also some crypto stuff and actually oh, go yeah. into Bigfoot hunt. Stuff See, like, that's not something like we don't it. usually cover much. I like the I like hearing the stories of the crypto stuff, only because you know it's like this. You no, know, they, they, there's if there's a photograph, it's always questionable. Yeah, you know, especially or, now. There's, there's never a clear picture. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, like we have trap. They they use trap cameras on paranormal investigations. We have satellites 
that can get hyper, almost hyper realistic photos. And you still don't have anything. <laughs> still, still, still no Yeti. Still no Bigfoot. No, still no Eel Monster. I. <laughs> See, this is why I don't want to sleep. <laughs> I have how many groups I want to join. So those are real. Yeah. Now, what was that, Vicky? I said this is why I don't want to sleep because I have so many groups I want to join. Uh huh. <laughs> what was that one you joined on Facebook? The, you said, I thought it was a flat earther, but no, what is it? Might as well be. Chemtrail. Yeah. A chemtrail. Oh, just, just so she can see the stories that they come up with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Flat, flat earthers hurt my head. I just can't. I, just... I sang Barda Convention for flat earthers. <laughs> it was like a couple months ago. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. That would be fun. <laughs> well, they, they've talked about for tales they want to get um, a flat earther on there and interview them, but neither one of them think they can keep a straight face long enough to actually do an That's interview. That's the problem. <laughs> Bart's like, I can't, yeah. It would be great to do, but it's just like, you'd, you'd be muting your mic all the time. <laughs> no, we wouldn't, because he wouldn't stop. He, he said he couldn't keep his tongue. I couldn't stop laughing. Uh -huh. I think kind of that I could do it. No, I could you could, no, no, because no, flat earthers, <laughs> They, they, how do you they be crazy? How do you explain that you can fly from Japan to California in about five hours? You can't. You have to go around Africa or whatever it was. You have to go around. So so yeah. so 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 what they're saying is a lie. So you know when they put everybody to sleep and make them think that the flight's only five hours, they they actually fly. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that, no, no, yeah, no. I saw you a meme where they, I saw a meme where, where they said there's no way that Japan bombed Hawaii. I saw that one. See, that it's probably the, it was probably the one I sent Bart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, speaking, speaking of aliens and conspiracy theories, um, some of us remember back in the 80s, there was a um, miniseries, I think it was only a couple nights long, mm -hmm. called V. Oh, yeah. But not just in the 80s, a couple years ago. Yeah, was ABC. In the 80s, there was the miniseries yes. called V. And my dad watched it when I was a kid. Oh, I, I loved that show. I caught some of it and I was like, holy crap, and I yes. kept watching it. I have the um, original miniseries on DVD. There you go. <laughs> And then it did have a follow-up miniseries that was kind of bad, and, and a, a TV series. The one-season TV series. That was kind of bad, and then the more recent reboot they attempted, mm -hmm. that again was kind of bad. Um, now they're going to do a movie! Okay. Uh, apparently, um, the, the original creator, Kenneth Johnson, one of the reasons some of these other things happened and there was no movie was because he would not give up the movie rights. Okay. Because he wanted something that would respect the legacy. <laughs> I can't say that with a straight face. Of me. <laughs> Actually, V did, v did some huge stuff. If you um, if you saw Independence Day, the way the alien ships or the original Independence Day came in, it did. It was a same. The it did inspire ships in V did the exact was the exact same shot without yes. all the fire. Yes, that you know in the eighties we know the effects were kind of crap. Yeah. Um, but they did have some decent writing, decent story ideas, and things that came out of it that inspired other things. So. He didn't want to give that up to any movie that he felt might be a little less than whatever. Um, so now there is going to be, there's there's obviously at this point, no word on when, where it'll be released, stars, whatever. Um, but they are looking at a cinematic trilogy. Okay. Um, using both uh, the original story that he wrote as well as follow-up stories, which were not the things that were used in the follow-up TV versions. 
So there's a lot more to the story of V, and in, in case you don't know, it, it's basically about these lizard-like aliens that at first seem like they're going to be friendly with everyone and essentially want to enslave the Earth. Um, not surprisingly, in, a, in the usual, you know, Twilight Zone kind of way. So it's like um, most of our politicians. Exactly. So, you know, all the politicians right now are lizards. They are. <laughs> and, um, they are. <laughs> if you've ever read the, the, um, this, the trilogy called the Bookman Trilogies, the world is run partly by politicians, lizards, and monarchy. So, <laughs> it's there. Um, maybe that was inspired by V2, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so, and if you want to watch kitschy sci-fi, go look for the early yeah. versions of V. Well, the interesting <laughs> thing is you mentioned Kenneth Johnson, mm -hmm. and anybody who may sound familiar, that's because there's a there was only two or three major producers in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, another huge one was... Um, Oh, I had it in my head a half a second ago. The one that did uh, Knight Rider was uh, Glenn Larson. Yeah. I don't know if he did Knight Rider, but he did like uh, Buck, Buck Rogers and uh, Battlestar and a bunch of other ones. He, he well, Kenneth Johnson created and uh, produced and wrote for The Six Million Dollar Man, The Bionic Woman, The Incredible Hulk, V, um, a lot of Alien Nation. That was all Kenneth Johnson. Okay. That actually got a lot bigger than anybody expected it to be. Because mm -hmm. that with the TV series, all the... 27 TV movies they made for or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that's one we, that's a rabbit hole we should eventually at some point. Have you have you watched Alien Nation Don? The movie? Not just the movie, but the TV series. Uh, just the movie. The series was pretty good. See, I never got to see the movie. I did watch the series. Okay. Yeah. The series I thought was awesome, but it it was also it fit the it was great in the way that the Highlander TV series was cool. Mm hmm That it took what was in the movie and advanced past it. Right. Instead of trying to redo what was there. You know, and I get the. I always get the feeling looking back on it. If I went back and watched the series, it may not be a good rewatch. Well, no, I think it'll be a good rewatch, but it's gonna get me the mood to go and watch um, uh, the, the the movie with Will Smith on um, on uh, Netflix. Right. 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 It has a very bright has a very much similar yeah. feel to the. It animation. does. It does. It, it's definitely got some inspiration from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. um... But actually, I have another one that I found out about last night doing Wookiee Radio that um, Funko is changing their Smuggler's Bounty Boxes. Have you guys heard this one? They announced it at Toy Fair. Well, Funko is actually changing a lot of their boxes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's all their subscription boxes, but for me, it's the Smuggler's Bounty is the one. Because I've had almost every one of these. I think I have two that I have to pick up still. Yeah. But as of September, they're no longer doing the Smuggler's Bounty subscription box. But they're transferring it over to retail. Mm -hmm. And I guess they're doing that with their other ones, too. They're, they're doing that actually immediately with Collector Core. Okay. They already started it for the Marvel Collector Core stuff. And to get the final subscription box, even if you were a subscriber, you actually had to go to the site and sign up for the final box. Wow. So, because they, they basically cut all subscriptions right away. By, I think it was mid-February they cut them. Yeah. Um, um, I know the, the Smuggler's Bounty, they're going through September of next year. And the, the thing is, it's kind of understandable because, first of all, there's kind of a glut of a lot of subscription boxes yeah. now. Mm -hmm. And there are so many places you can get all of these various exclusive Funkos and everything. It almost doesn't make sense to just offer them in subscription boxes and then have people resell them right. for yeah. two and three times as much. Like, Funko is like, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We're not yeah. money on this. So now, if you actually, if you go to the Funko website, mm -hmm. You will notice even now, uh, uh, separate from their, their any boxes, 
they sell a lot of exclusive figures just on the site at okay. least to begin with <laughs> like because they just released last week um an okoye funko that was just on their website oh yeah that was separate from uh from the other black panther stuff well, so that's what they're 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 definitely trying to get more money out of it probably right? i think it's at least the last two christmases um i, I can see they were testing this market already mm -hmm. because like walmart had an exclusive dc box two christmases ago mm -hmm. and um each one there was like three different versions and it was, but it was a blind box you didn't know which one you're gonna get right and it was basically the same as if you had a DC Funko subscription box. Mm -hmm. And it, I, you could see that they were testing the water to see, will this work retail? Yeah. And obviously it did. Yeah, exactly. So. And they have, um, I've noticed they've actually been releasing, they've been having like Walmart Day or, or Target Day or something for exclusive pop releases. And okay. letting you know exactly the specific day. Because I think they had... Um, they had a Rick and Morty Target Day, I think, this past week for two exclusive figures from Target and cool. stuff like that. So, so yeah, they're definitely trying to drive people to retail, and for them, it's more of a money maker than them having to pay for the production costs and shipping costs for all the box, all the boxes that they do. Um, for the moment, as far as we know, the Marvel Gear and Goods box is still good because it's not a Funko-related box. Right. Um, and. Uh, and I still get the Firefly one, which goes through Loot Crate. Right. Um, so that's not Funko related. Right. Um, but Has yeah, Loot Crate got any better with their boxes? Well, see, we stopped getting their main box ages ago. Yeah, because, so did we. Because it was so random. Like, it, admittedly, it's all geek stuff, but some months you would get fandoms you're totally not into. Other months it was like all gaming, like video games that you don't necessarily play. And then finally it'll be one month where it's like, oh, I read these comics, so they showed up. Yeah. Um, so we stopped getting those and we were getting, we get just the Firefly one, which is, um, every one of those crates is a different theme, so it, it focuses on a different character. So they're gonna run out soon. Right. Um, because I've got, I've got, they, no, 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 they'll start pulling the comic characters. If I remember right, aren't they starting off are, a new comic book? They are, well, they're starting up a new book series. Yeah. Right. And it's been in the comics, but um, the, these boxes have actual figures in each one of them, not Funko fig, not pop figures, but the little sculpted plastic figures of every character. So I've got almost all of them. I'm really only missing, I think, two. <laughs> so there's not much further to go. That's why, yeah, looking at this is like, I have until September to actually order the two or three boxes that I'm missing. Because mm -hmm. there was a time, somehow, I shut off my subscription in J July. It termed, you never renewed it. Okay. But actually, that's when I got a new debit card, wasn't it? Yep. Oh, that's that probably what happened. Yep. So, and I just, and I, it was like, otherwise November, they I realized, wait a minute, it's been a while since I got a box. Mm -hmm. And look, I had missed two boxes already. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I started it back up then, now I just gotta go back and get those two boxes, just so I have them all. Yeah. <laughs> gotta catch them all. Exactly. <laughs> the, the only other constant one I get is the, is the, is loot wear, which I get the sock subscription. So every month I get two pairs of geeky socks. Okay. Which is a good deal because they're like ten. I think it's ten bucks a month, and I get two pairs of socks. See, I don't know. For me, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people are huge into like the cool socks and stuff. I, I've never. For me, it's like socks you never see anyway. Well, yeah, but you're a guy. Most guy socks you don't see. <laughs> Women tend to wear socks in a flashier manner sometimes. So, if, like, if 
like if you're wearing leggings or something like you tend to see this. So uh, I, you know, I, I just go to the kids section. I have some. I, I have some of the hmm? flasher socks. Yeah. I just like knowing that I'm wearing them. You know, yeah. Because that's, that's how you can have your your fandom day. Like yeah. you wear the t-shirt and if your socks match. You're the only one mm-hmm. that needs to know. <laughs> I, have like, I have like I have like Nightwing socks. I go, Nightwing and socks, uh, let me tell you, I, Bart seems very happy every time I get a pair of Harry Potter socks mm-hmm. and give them to him. Yeah. Every few months, there's a Harry Potter pair, and, and Bart gets them. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, what was the, what were you having, Vicky? I'll just go to the kids section. Yeah, she goes. Well, <laughs> see, her, she's so small. She'll go to the kids section. They'll have the bundle of like six socks for five there bucks, and it's all the ankle socks. But yeah, that's you right. hate it because when it comes to folding clothes, my, none of my socks yeah. match. It's real easy to match my socks. For Vicky, it, she's only, she doesn't have more than two of any one sock. <laughs> None of her socks match. Yeah, that's pretty much mine too. <laughs> so it takes an hour to do her socks. That's right. <laughs> so, um, what, what else we got on the news front? Well, um, I found something interesting that uh, Disney and Marvel were working with um, a company that called Tech Will Save Us that releases these things called. Um, Electro Hero Kick, and it's basically a STEM toy that this company has developed a um, conductive dough that it's much like Play-Doh, but apparently has a higher salt content, I believe. Um, and so they have these kits that teach you how to, you make shapes with dough, and then you connect them with these wires and little LED lights that they give you in the kit. Okay. And you create circuits, and it teaches you how to do this sort of thing and engineer, basically. Well, um, Disney and Marvel has started working with them uh, to create these kits, and along with um, a corresponding app, to get them to make things for Marvel heroes um, so that it, it's a little bit more than just put this thing together. It's like help Captain America test his shield or something like that. So each of the missions uh, in this hero kit revolves around something that a particular character is known for. Uh, for example, asking kids to mold individual pieces of Iron Man's arc reactor with this dough. Okay. Um, and then connect them with LED bulbs to create a ring of light so that you have the working arc reactor. Um, there's also like a Hulk one where you create a wall of bricks as well as a giant green fist that smashes it into it. <laughs> and then when it smashes, it actually says Hulk smash. There's like a sound bite. Nice. So it's teaching kids to put together these circuits and um, and basically even if they complete all the included tasks, um, the company is planning to expand the app with further missions so they can add onto it. Uh, and the other good thing for parents is that if the kids run out of this dough, there's a special area of the Tech Will Save Us website that gives you a recipe to make more of the actual dough. So you have to spend dough to make dough? Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, you pay for the initial kit, but then you can go to their site and, and get the ingredients to make it for free for yourself. Um, but yeah, they, they apparently the Electro Hero kits are hitting stores March 5th, and they're going to be probably around $35 to begin with. Cool. And they're going to look at expanding it into more missions and more characters in the future. So if you have, you know, a budding scientist or electrician or engineer or something in your life who would get into this instead of, you know, your usual chemistry sets you used to get, you can do this sort of thing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because um, di- more Disney properties, um, they've, for a couple of years now, there's been a couple of companies that have made some Star Wars 
engineering type kits and stuff, right. like building lightsabers and doing things like that. And um, there was one day, it was like you build Mustafar, and it was your classic build a volcano. Mm -hmm. But it based it on Star Wars on the planet Mustafar. Right. And stuff like that. So right. science toys are get, starting, to, starting to come back slowly. It's it's a bigger deal now with the STEM schools and things like yeah. that and promoting it. And, and um, I'm hoping they they come up because the only thing that was mentioned in this article were things like Iron Man and, and Captain America and Hulk. And I'm hoping they come up with some of the female heroes as well. Not that girls won't play with it. Yeah. But just to kind of attract them more. Like, you know, there's... There's stuff that Black Widow uses, certain tools and stuff. She has her wrist gauntlets to use on things. I mean, there's things you could do with, you know, tasers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to teach the kids to make tasers. Let's do that. <laughs> well, I was going to say, this, this product must be for, like, only 8 to 12, right? Probably. Anything else, they'd be worried about them eating it. But then I guess it might be better. Well, see, the thing is, though, even with Play-Doh, it is edible. They make sure it's yeah. not toxic. So... This stuff being extra salty, they may not eat it. <laughs> Maybe. Eat so, Tide Pods, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, um, with the flavored Tide Pods. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't usually talk about. Um, That's fun. I couldn't figure out why Cassie smelled so sweet. Uh oh. Her little butt got into the the little Ziploc that John gave me. That's the wood that you burn. It was sand. Or no, it wasn't sandalwood. Uh, what was it? It was some kind of sweet wood. Oh my god. <laughs> you burn it like you do sage or something like that. Yeah. For the oh, smell. You, you know the packs I'm talking about. Right. Yes. Oh and my she, god. And I thought I got them all from her. I couldn't figure out what she got into. And this morning she had hid one. This is like oh. earlier in the week. Oh. Well, yeah, she's learned that if she spreads them around and hides them, we don't find them as easy. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> I found one chewed up in the middle of the living room this morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing like having a puppy breath breathing in your face, waking you up. And then you find out, what have you been eating? <laughs> well, at least her breath smelled good, right? <laughs> That's what's interesting, because Cassie, her breath usually doesn't have puppy breath bad. Yo younger dogs are better with their breath, yeah. though, really. Mm -hmm. That's she has, so. like, a mound of bone. Yes. You can't yeah, give it a dog of treats, you're good. No, no. <laughs> no, she has mounds of regular bone. Oh, there you go. So she has two, or, we have two or three of them, then about every once a week we'll take one away and give a new one. <laughs> so she nice. can still have them. Nice. So, um, but we don't usually talk about individual um, TV shows, but dude, Legends has been back for two weeks and it's been awesome. It has been. <laughs> yeah. Both episodes were great. I, I just a couple weeks ago we got Constantine back, which was wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> and it was and it was everything you expected Constantine to be from the TV series, the first yes. his and, version. And actually, that episode of Legends, what felt much more like a Constantine episode, not yes. maybe not quite as dark, but the <laughs> fact that you had a possessed girl and a psych ward and all that, it felt more Constantine, and right. I loved it. Which is, I think, it's still. Um, the CW is testing the waters again. Mm -hmm. it will constant would constantly work on our network. Well, look at what they've done. Supernatural's on season thirteen. Mm -hmm. I think the, you might. And they had um, Vampire Diaries and the originals running for so many years. Yep. I think supernatural type shows will work on their shit channel. Exactly. Oh, yeah. All you need is the supernatural storyline and a hot lead. And yeah. Supernatural's had that, and Constantine had that. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's oh, basically what they did for Vampire Diaries. Sarah? I'm not surprised at all he hooked up with Sarah because Constantine hooked up with everybody, and Sarah hooks up with everybody. Yeah. So they, the fact that the two of them get they together, don't care, neither one of them care about gender. At all. Although the fun, I I love the fact that that cold was like you did not hook up while I was lying here. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, they're about to lobotomize me. You're doing what? <laughs> 
That was hilarious. Are he kind of flirts with him? Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah. was the first time that Constantine is introduced to them. If you look at it's either Constantine or um, Leo winked at the other one. No, Constantine leaked it. Constantine did. Yeah. See, yeah. Le- Leo stands by his man. Leo's not going to do something with no. him. Yeah, right. But Constantine knows Leo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that, that was great. Um, then this week, we got, in most shows, if they've been around long enough, have a Groundhog Day episode. They do. They and do. this was the money-saving Groundhog Day episode because yes. the entire episode was on the soundstage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was their time loop episode. It was about time that the time-traveling show had a time loop episode. Right. And we're getting more time coming in the end of next month. Mm-hmm. Or the end of the... Yeah, this month. This month. Um, the good thing is, though, it it was... Um, and I can't remember her name. It focused on the character... Zari? Yeah, Zari. We don't... You don't get much of her because she's new to the crew. Right? Yeah. So it was kind of cool that she was the focus of this. And I, you know, and I just, I find it interesting to not understand why they can't, but they just can't call her who she actually is in a comic. I, mean, I think they have mentioned she has the power of Isis or something like that, but they don't, they, they did, can't call her they Isis. They made sure to say the goddess Isis when they said it. Yeah. Right. But you can't call... I mean, we all know you can't call a character yeah. Isis right now. No. I no. mean, it was it was kind of a poor choice on their part to add her to the crew and not be able to do that, but... I'm surprised they added her to the crew in Legends and didn't wait and do something with the new Shazam movie. Because well, Isis is in the Shazam wheelhouse. Right, right, right. But, I mean, I think the Shazam movie, they want to focus on the Shazam. Yeah, Shazam. Um, but yeah, I think I, I like her as a character, especially in terms of how she interacts with Vixen because they both mm-hmm. got the amulet thing going right. on. So I think that's why it works there. But um, being able to get her the whole time loop thing and quite honestly, the fact that you get zero explanation for why Mick is dressed in Napoleonic clothes and everyone else <laughs> is in disco outfits, yeah. I think is the best part of the episode. Yeah, I did, you don't I need like, to know anything. And they're talking about <laughs> saving Napoleon. Yes! But they're doing a band. No! Then they talk about the song Waterloo because they were doing ABBA! <laughs> they, yeah, they were all... Yeah, I was like, what What happened? Exactly! Yeah. What happened that you were all disco and, and probably he's that? Napoleon Dynamite and they got the wrong year. No, I think it, I think it was the Battle of Waterloo because I, what I think it was is that it was the disco era they were singing... They, were performing they said they were in the 70s. They were performing the song Waterloo and Napoleon got trapped there as the aberration. And that's what it was. And that's why Mick had to be dressed like that to take Napoleon back. That's my theory. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. Because Mick kept complaining he had the song stuck in his head and that's why he destroyed the eight track tape. And it's great that the eight track tape was the bomb. Was where the bomb was. (laughs) And then in the end, it's all a dream. <laughs> but but this was also the episode by doing one of these um, money. It is this is for um, real real TV reasons. This was to save money so they could use it for something else. Right, right. But um, it's like by doing this type of episode, you get a lot of character development from all of the characters. You do. Yes, because do. Um, they had to find out. Why the, the whole premise is that within an hour the ship explodes. Yes. Of course, she finds this out the first time she goes through this loop, doesn't realize it's a loop, till she wakes up and um, goes through it many, many, many times and has to figure out if the bomb. She realizes relatively quickly, it seems, that the, it's not destruction from the outside but from the inside. So yeah. there's a bomb. You have to find out where the bomb is. How do you do that? You go through everyone's cabin. Mm-hmm. So this is how you discover things like Mick is a romance novelist. <laughs> yeah, he's writing sci-fi romance. 
I mean, on, trashy sci-fi romance. On an old typewriter. Okay, I respect With that. one finger at a time. I respect the actress to have that stuff sprayed in her face and kept it in her mouth. I know. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there, like, trying not to gag. She, oh, she did a few times, though, because she got whatever that liquid was from the ship, she got sprayed at her. Yeah. And then when she opened up the typewriter, she got the dye bombs in her face. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. She just kept getting hit with things. Mm-hmm. But I think that was the best part was finding a Mick as a romance writer. And then yeah. like and then by the end, when when everything's gonna be rectified, she goes through and tells everyone mm-hmm. the proper way to end everything. So kind of like she tells Mick that the ending of his book should be changed to something else. Mm-hmm. And then she tells the other two that, you know, we both everyone knows you wanna be together, just go be together, just stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it all stop, stop hiding it and yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, so she, and, and she tells Sarah to, you know, finally ask the other woman out yeah. on a date, for goodness sake, because right. she's obviously crushing on her. And, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was and a also, great way. Well, also, the bigger part about that was she figured out why Sarah is so hard on her. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was, it was a great way to make her more part of the team and want to be part of the team. Because yeah. from the beginning, she was really kind of pulling back and not wanting to be part of the team with everyone else. So right. I think... This is why that's my favorite show. And the cool thing is, the whole idea with this was not that it was actually happening. Usually, especially on a time travel show, this is actually happening. We find out that no, this is all in her head, and we get Amy Pemberton back as Gideon. Yes. The actual embodiment of Gideon. I love that they made, you know, a couple seasons ago, they made Gideon real, and and you get her back again. I think Mm -hmm. that was great. Yeah. Yeah. But we find out that Gideon is actually doing this, has moved Zari's consciousness into her own matrix mm-hmm. so she could do this to her and um, it was all a dream that's mm-hmm. right <laughs> I, I, it worked they have really good writing on this show I yeah think it just it just worked really well and the other good news is that we did find out this week that um jonah hex is coming back in an episode okay i mean because this is a good version of jonah hex not yeah, good, yeah you know if you saw the other episode with jonah hex he he's really good on this show yes he is and um and constantine is coming back for at least another episode mm-hmm. um they're talking about it being the season finale but he might show well, up earlier the night the cool thing is this episode showed that um zari had to fix the ship mm-hmm. they need an engineer now that Jax is yes. gone she's not an engineer nobody on that ship knows how to fix it right, right. but um we did get to see the new cast member Yes, this, and we and anybody who's been watching Flash knows Wally West was an engineering student in college. Mm-hmm. This guy knows how to build, and it, why they made it, a big deal about him building motors and engines. Why and, is it once again the black kid's going to be the engineer? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they well, just worked this out. Well, you know what? You think about it. See, there's, there's a there's a great tradition in that because Jordy LaForge. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, there was a, what's the guy's name? D uh, T J. He was the son from Bionic Six. He was he was the guy to help. Um, okay, so they're following and, tradition, is what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, maybe they'll yeah. actually start inspiring kids nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but exactly. it, it was interesting because you see Wall or Wally at the end is meditating in China. What's he doing in China? It, it throws you off to see that. Especially he's got the top knot going, and it's like, <laughs> dude, how long have you been there, dude? <laughs> what the hell? That's not Wally. What? The- <laughs> And, and we see that Rip is the one yeah, Rip finds him because they, they did say that Rip would be the one to bring him on board the ship right. for some reason so apparently he needs to save the world and we and um, you mentioned Jonah Hex and um, Constantine we've also seen the uh, 
um, Jesse Quick's going to be coming to mm-hmm. at least for one episode. Mm-hmm. So the, it's like there's only five or six episodes left of this. Yep. Mm-hmm. So every one of these is going to have a guest and, star that we know. And we know <laughs> from last week's um, Constantine episode that Damian Dark is back in again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's been the big bad for yeah, the whole season. So he's, but he's kind of in and out. You know, yeah. He's not in every episode, which is kind of good. Like, well, it lets them still do other things. He's a good lieutenant because he's basically mm-hmm. working for this Moloch. Yeah. So he's a good lieutenant to have in there. Right, right. So it, it's fun seeing what they're doing and um, letting them play with magic. Mm-hmm. Because this show, is, you've, you coined it a couple a while ago, that this show embraces the camp. And it's actually everything a superhero show should be. Yeah. Who did you want them to bring in? Which one did I, was I saying to want to bring in? Female magic. I can't ever think of Oh, yeah. I want to see Zatanna at some point on one of these shows. They brought in Constantine. It's like, and they brought in all this other magic elements here and there for all the shows. I want to see Zatanna. She was on Smallville, wasn't she? Yeah, she, she was, was on Smallville. Yeah. Came into Smallville, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she always caused some havoc when she got there. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, it's like, it, if it's not on one of these shows, if we do get a Constantine show, bring her into there. That would make sense. Because in the in the comics, she's it works with Constantine all she's, the time. She's off in and on. Justice League Dark. Yeah, she's you part know, of she's Justice League Dark. Um, Hellblazer that's running right now, she's been in and out of all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because she's, she may dress like a magician's assistant, but um, she's legit in terms of her connection to magic yeah. and, and mm-hmm. things like that. Well, so. she's a second or third generation magician, yes. an actual wizard. Exactly. So, where, whereas Constantine dabbles in wizardry part of it, mm-hmm. m- most of his stuff is um, exorcisms and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but he can cast a spell his, or two. His is more she the, could destroy the world. His is more of the paranormal possession kind of elements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The evilness and... Um, Zatanna is a straight-up wizard. Yes, she's she's more the spellcaster <laughs> and... Uh, I love how she casts spells, she's basically speaking backwards. Yep. Yes. That's just a cool little thing to throw in there. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, we've got a little bit, of, a couple minutes left. Do we have anything else before we get ready to move um, on? I think, I think uh, you, you wanted to talk about Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually forgot. have an addition to that, but you get to talk first. Yes. Well, Gotham by Gaslight is finally out on Blu-ray, DVD, and everything else. And yes. Vicky and I got it, and this movie is amazing. Um, I've not read the original, but I read a lot of the rev- some of the reviews and the, what people were saying about this. And... Um, now I've seen in the last couple of years I've seen most of the DC animated releases, mm-hmm. um, and Vernon was with me on this, agreeing that um, it, most of their what they call incontinuity, mm-hmm. which is their Titans movies, their Justice League movies, the stuff that basically is in a main universe type thing, mm-hmm. have been good movies, and they've advanced the story ahead and stuff. But their standalones have been very much hit or miss. Mm-hmm. They're um, the Killing Joke. I think we talked about it a little bit on here. Mm-hmm. The Killing Joke, the second half of it was really cool. The first half of it was not necessary at all. It was all added on. It was, and it was. It seemed like the Killing Joke itself didn't really have enough meat for an hour and a half movie. Mm-hmm. So they added an extra forty-five minutes on the beginning that had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And it felt like two separate movies and really wasn't needed. Uh, Batman and Harley Quinn was another one that um, it felt like a forty-five minute, a great one-hour episode of a show, but they made it an hour and a half. So they were stretching it real thin and added a couple things that didn't wasn't needed. Mm-hmm. This they figured found out how to do it right. They once again to do a trade and actually do it um, even a six issue trade, an hour and a half of TV is really or an hour and a half movie is a little long for even a six issue trade paperback mm-hmm. because comics move very fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, you may get six issues that take place over like three hours on a show, on a, in a story. Right. Well this, so they had to add stuff to the story, um, but 
the stuff they added is so seamlessly added in there that you don't even realize what they did. There's stuff like um, the original movie, they, they added characters like Poison Ivy is in this. Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Hugo Strange was in this. Uh, Catwoman is in this. These are characters that were not in the original, but they, mm -hmm. these feel like they're supposed to be there. Right. The way they did it. It was, right. it was amazing. Um, they did, um, I'm not going to say anything other than they swapped the finish. Okay. So that people who do know the story could still get a surprise. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. And that's all I'm going to say on that because because <laughs> um, we want to watch it. Yeah. We haven't yet. If you guys want to see it, I got I have the Blu-ray and DVD, so right. I can let you guys borrow it, or you can pick it up on your own, or rent it, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But everybody, it's out there. This is one you need to go see. Mm -hmm. This was the first Elseworlds title for DC Comics. Mm -hmm. um, and anybody who doesn't know Elseworlds is you take your standard. Um, hero in this case Batman it put him in a setting no you've never seen before right so take Batman and instead of modern Gotham City put him in Victorian Gotham City chasing Jack the Ripper mm -hmm. and it's interesting that this was their first choice because when the comic came out it steampunk wasn't really a thing no no, no. so this, this it, it was not hmm? intentionally a steampunk Batman. No. It was a Victorian Batman. Yeah, right. and in this one they put a little bit more steampunk, but not much. Yeah. It was still straight. The only thing that was cool steampunk in this was he actually has a motorcycle in this. Nice. Right. He does end up getting a motorcycle, but other than that, it's all still horse and carriage, and um, the and the futuristic type stuff that's in there is because the World's Fair is actually getting ready to open in Gotham. Oh, right. Okay. okay. So there is some future type stuff, but that's what it would have been, yeah. <laughs> So, well, yeah. The, the other Batman thing I had was um, Batman Ninja. Yes. They released the English dub trailer recently, as well as the synopsis for the movie. Um, obviously, another animated, uh, but it looks really good. Obviously, like if you're into ninjas and stuff, you know, oh. Batman and ninjas. If you like uh, anime, <laughs> yes, this yes. is it, very it much a ninja anime, anime feel. Um, and the basic synopsis is: Batman Ninja takes a journey across the ages as Gorilla Grodd's time displacement machine transports many of Batman's worst enemies to feudal Japan, along with the Dark Knight and a few of his allies. The villains take over the forms of the feudal lords that rule the divided land, with the Joker taking the lead among the warring factions, not surprisingly. Uh, Joker looks amazing in this too. As his traditional high-tech weaponry is exhausted almost immediately, Batman must rely on his intellect and allies, including Catwoman and the extended Bat family, to restore order to the land and return to present-day Gotham City. So I might get a ninja Nightwing. I don't think there's a might. In I, yeah, I, Nightwing is in this. Ah, yes! We get Robin and Nightwing, so um, and, I think it's Damien. And, and here you go. Just uh, the voice cast uh, includes Roger Craig Smith, who did Batman for Arkham Origins, uh, Tony Hale, who we know from Arrested Development. He's the son. What's the one that's kind of not? Oh yeah, yeah, son. yeah. Um, as Joker. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Um, and then uh, Tara Strong is going to be Harley, as yeah, she's always as Harley. As should be. <laughs> um, then we have, uh, there's a few unfamiliar names, kind of, but um, just so you know, someone named Adam Crossdale is Nightwing. Okay. He was in Rain. Um, and he does Alfred, too, apparently. So he's okay. doing two voices. And Tom Kenny is voicing Penguin. And if you don't recognize that voice, he's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. Ah. <laughs> Are you kidding? He's I was wondering that that was sounded familiar for some penguins reason. He's under the sea. Just <laughs> <think about it. laughs> I, I just picture penguin go, I'm ready! <laughs> I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, this is a PG 13 
animated movie because of violence and action and some, quote, suggestive material. Really? Catwoman's in it. What do you expect? Uh, but <laughs> anyways, it releases on digital April 24th and Blu-ray May 8th. I'm surprised that one got a PG-13 because um, God, Gotham and Gaslight was actually the third, or the, um, yeah, the third animated DC movie to get an R rating. And um, the next one, the, the actually, Batman Ninja, I think, is the next one coming out, but the next one after that is the new Suicide Squad one, mm -hmm. which will be an R-rated. Oh, this it is, has to be. Have you seen the, anything for the new one? Well, this one is straight based on 70s Grindhouse. Oh, there you go. So yeah. there's oh. blood flying everywhere, and it, it, this is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this one will fit right up Kylan's alley here, because this is the type of movie I can see Kylan sitting back saying, yeah. Is it like that or a mallet? Huh? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there was some great stuff, and um, that's going to be interesting. The Gotham and Gaslight special features actually had the featurette on that. On the oh, movie, okay. Cool. On the Suicide Squad there one. So there's lots to look forward to in the animated Yes. DC, DC. DC does the animated stuff really well. Yeah, yeah their TV shows, uh, both animated and live action, mm -hmm. and their direct-to-DVD and direct-to-digital um, mm -hmm. animated have been amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. they're, they're still trying to figure out what it is. I think that's because more DC is allowed to play with those. Exactly. Warner Brothers doesn't worry about those because they're not the big money makers, quote that's unquote. The, that's the biggest problem. Warner Brothers looks to the ones that are supposedly their big money makers. They mess with them and they don't make big money. Right. Yeah. Does that tell you something? They leave them. Yeah, leave them alone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think if they were smart, they would have left the actor, like used their actor. The, the last thing I had, though, was just a quick mention of um, the new season of Doctor Who with our lovely yes. Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor. Th this past week, they released a new logo. There's a new kind of streamlined, almost deco look to the logo. And um, we all know that there will be a new TARDIS because of how the last season ended. Well, then every doctor, every new doctor gets their own he, version of the he TARDIS. He does get to redecorate, but you know, this last season it exploded. So um, they're, <laughs> they're gonna need a new one. Um, but it is starting in the fall. It, it, they're, yeah. they're, they're saying October, but it did not specify October, it just said autumn 2018. So we're getting it in mm -hmm. the fall. Um, the episodes, there are fewer of them this season. There's only going to be 10 instead of the 12 or 13 we've had the past few seasons. But the episodes themselves are longer. They're 50 minutes long instead of the 40 to 45 minutes. Okay. The first episode is going to be about 65 minutes, though, so it's going to be longer. Hmm. Uh, it's almost like they're prepping this for streaming more. Uh, possibly, but the thing is, in Britain, they don't show commercial breaks the way they do here the same way. So they can have slightly longer episodes, and then they chunk the commercials in near the end more, okay. more often. Um, and the other thing was, there was not a specific announcement about a Christmas episode. So people are kind of concerned about that, because the past few years, we've all gotten used to having the Christmas special. <laughs> However, if you consider that this is starting in the fall, that Christmas episode may actually be part of the actual. That's run what I'm thinking. It'll show. be that may be the season finale. And it could exactly if it if it starts early enough into like say end of September, that could be the season finale coming in December. Okay. So um, so yeah, that's the news we got for Doctor Who. Cool. And see, I knew we could do it. We actually have an episode, we and we didn't have yeah. We talk enough that we can just keep talking. We need more of these. I like just uh, conversation street episodes. Yes, every once in a while, we don't need to have a big topic. That's no. right. So, um, geeksters, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed the, uh, this conversational episode. <laughs> I know we did, and right. this was as we say goodbye to the original Malted Meeple mm. and get ready to welcome into the loving embrace the new one. <laughs> <laughs> we hope loving embrace. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, actually, our next Meeple cast, we will probably be doing the um, the next quarter of movies. That's true. Because it'll be what, the end, Ready Player One, I believe, is also that weekend. And it is. It is. Ready, ready, ready Player One. Ready Player One, we may have to do that the next week, though. Um, well, our, our final episode for March will be March 31st. Yeah. So that's the weekend of Ready Player One. So... We'll be talking about Ready Player One yeah. and the next quarter of movies. Um, and actually, March March may have more movies than you guys expect for actual movie reviews for our show. Yes. Because every week, just about in March, has a movie that we're going to want to talk about. Yeah. Well, actually, You still got to see Pacific Rim, so you can see Pacific Rim, too. Yeah. Um, this past week, Annihilation opened, if anyone yeah. wanted to see it. I know I'd like to see it, but that's not one we needed to see right away and give a yeah. review on right. or anything. But yeah, pretty much every week, there's... A movie. I, th- I think there's like four or five movies this month that, yeah. uh, to to mm-hmm. see. So so that that may this month March may be movie month. Well, it will be movie month and it will be Jessica Jones month because yes. on the eighth the eighth ninth is when she starts. So yeah. that's in two weeks time. So you may get a couple months. of long episodes. You never know. Because <laughs> you it's know, be interesting. it's not like we're known for talking. And I, isn't season five of uh, Voltron? Yeah, it comes very soon. That, that's the one also, season two of The Tick came out this weekend. Oh, see there. We've not watched it yet, there's but it's of, coming. There's a lot to talk about. It's either feast or famine. We've got a couple weeks of nothing, and, and then that, everything goes nuts. It's not all superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you look like you got any thoughts going on. I found drunk in Reese's Cups. Oh, she's looking at recipes again. <laughs> drunk Reese's, drunk uh, peanut butter cups. Woohoo! Okay, sounds like something for the party for next year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Geeksters, um, if you guys don't have anything else, no, we'll wrap no. this up. Uh, Geeksters, remember you can find um, go to geekwatch1.com for everything Geekwatch One. Uh, you can hit the sponsors page to say hello to all of our friends that um, help us out a little bit. You can go to the gear page to get all of your um, Geekwatch One T-shirts and mugs and cups and uh, anything else in the world. And and speaking of, I just got I, I brought a couple in for everyone to see. I just got our not exactly glittery, but new stickers that are kind of sparkly. It's a gunmetal gray sparkle, so it's not horribly like unicornish. Um, but um, I put I put a picture of them on our Instagram. If anyone wants them, DM us because I will mail you a couple stickers. Yeah, I don't care. Either DM or send us an email or anything. Yeah, send- get a hold of us somehow Miss Dawn will get yes. you some stickers. Otherwise find us at one of the odd malls because we'll have them there. Yeah. Or any of the other shows. Like we have concoction in two weeks that I know Vicky and I'll be at and you guys were talking about maybe coming up for a day or so. I don't yeah. know. We'll figure that out. Um, so but Geeksters remember all the news about where we're going to be what we're doing how to get a hold of us is at geekwatch1.com you can email us geekwatch1 at gmail.com any and all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything, Geekwatch One. If you put Geekwatch One into a search bar and don't find us, let us know and Miss Dawn will take care of the problem. I will. Uh, you can also find us on our networks at Tangibound Network at tangiboundnetwork.com and the Weeby Geeks at WeebyGeeksPC.com. And for Vicky and Dawn and Kylan and myself and the Molten Meeple, just remember no matter where you go. There you are.